You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. The Flight Attendant is the new show on HBO starring Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory. Never seen The Big Bang Theory. Never wanted to. Evidently was the most popular show of all time. 13 seasons. Huge. Biggest show. Huge. Huge. And she was a breakout star from that show with a lot of other people, I guess. I don't know. I never seen it before because I have uh, somewhat a taste. But I signed up for The Flight Attendant because I... I saw the trailer for the show and I was like, oh, okay, this looks kind of fun. And I do like everyone in, like separately in the show, The Big Bang Theory. It's like my same view on Dave Matthews Band. Like, I hate the band, but I know that every individual is a good, you know, musician and artist. I get that. It's fine. But I'd like to listen to things that they've done, you know, outside of the band. So hence the flight attendant with... Kaylee Kyoko, uh, with a lot of other people in the the show that uh, from Zo- uh, so- Sophia Mamet is that her name? I am terrible with names. I can't say any name. Uh, anyway, and uh, and uh, Rosie Perez is in it as well, uh, starring as her best friend in the show. But uh, I I wanted to talk about this show with a, a couple of great people. I got Gina with me today. Hello. And I have Alex. Hi there. So the flight attendant, and it's it's eight episodes, and it's it follows. Uh, her name is Cassie Bowden, or yeah, Bowden. Um, she is the you know uh, titular flight attendant who is kind of a boozer. She's kind of a, just a party girl. Why, why are you saying kind of? She's a boozer. She's a yeah. I was yeah, like... she's she's quite the excessive boozer, uh, to say the least. I'm gonna take a sip after I say that. Yeah, she's a flight attendant on the Hot Mess Express. Yo, right? Thank you, Alex. She's an alcoholic, y'all. Like, full-fledged, in-denial, alcoholic. She was me just a mere two years ago. (laughs) And see, that's what's really cool about the show is that it it follows her on uh, one of her jobs. She's going to Bangkok, and she starts flirting with one of the... uh... Bangkok. I know, right? Uh, she starts fl- uh, flirting with one of the uh, the people on the flight, uh, played by uh, Michael Michael Huseman. Man, I'm really terrible with names today, I guess. Uh, but he plays uh, Alex, a very suave guy. He was from uh, the the Haunting of Hill House and uh, Gang uh, Game of Thrones, Gang of Thrones. Jesus Christ, I can't say anything. Alex like is pretty hot. Alex in this chat is pretty hot. On this review, and the Alex of the show is pretty hot. <laughs> Both Alexes are grade A hotties. Alex, Thanks. if your name is Alex, you're probably hot. 
<laughs> they flirt enough to where they meet up and they go uh, have a night on the town in Bangkok and she wakes up in bed with him the next morning to his throat cut and she he's dead and she starts freaking out not not knowing what the hell to do she tries to clean up the the murder scene and she freaks out and she gets back on the plane and tries to go home and just almost tries to forget her about forget about it but she's living with the idea that like this guy that she really liked on this one night stand is now dead and what's what's cool about the show it kind of goes back and forth in um just the narrative itself but also her understanding how her actions have got her to this point meaning it really starts to dive deep into her alcoholism, which that's a huge part of the show. And I'm kind of, I'm actually pretty happy the way that they portrayed it. But what do you guys think? Alex, what was your thoughts on The Flight Attendant? Uh, I like that it tackled her alcoholism and didn't just dismiss it as, oh, Cassie's just getting drunk again. Yeah, a quirky characteristic. Yeah, they like... I don't know, pretty accurately discuss the repercussions of constantly blacking out. Gina, what did you think of the, the flight attendant? Uh, so I have, I have a lot of conflicting emotions about the flight attendant. I enjoyed it in, I didn't enjoy it in the beginning. Let me just say that. I actually hated okay. the show. I thought it was a little, I guess I thought it was tone deaf because I was irritated that this white woman was living out the life that I should have had. If I chose not to have a child and decide to keep drinking my life away, I'm kind of jealous at that. Just like, that's why I sure. love Bojack Horseman. Bojack is me. Seriously, Bojack is me. So I like damaged characters, as you can see. And I love that she was damaged. But I also was just like, God damn, y'all should have released this pre-COVID, but whatever. Um, and, and so far, I just, I didn't really know what this show wanted me to take from it. But I feel like you guys really need to just, I think everyone kind of gets that emotions when they're first watching this, but please stick with it. Once yeah. you get kind of past this, it's like a, it's a slow fumbling start. It literally turns into a great character study that doesn't take itself entirely too seriously. So, and I love, I can't say her name either. And that is my ancestors paying y'all back. So boom, but the main <laughs> character... <laughs> Because I can't say Kaylee Kuoka or whatever, okay? So, um, she is amazing. I didn't watch The Big Bang Theory. Uh, it's not the greatest show, period. Like, I'd rather die on the hill that Friends was a better white show. That's just me. I think you'll be fine with that statement. I don't think anyone on this network is going to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no arguments here. Thank you. Chandler Bing, great. Greatest character written. Um, but I love her. She carried this show. Her acting was superb. The who done it? I mean, it felt like Knives Out meets It Follows with alcoholism, but like if it was done on Broadway, I can or see like in the of form that. of like Sex in the City, if they were to write It yeah. Follows with Knives Out, that's kind of like where it is. But I love it. It actually ends up working for me. Uh, they kind of set up a season two. Rosie Perez was my favorite character throughout the show. I'm glad that really, learned... yes. Okay, I didn't listen. I love Rosie Perez. So I love Rosie Perez too. Oh yeah, that's always gonna be it. I'm not saying this show was written great. It's not. Let's just be sure. Honest. Yeah, it's not a well written show. However, they picked the right actors to carry bad writing, and it's enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm tired. This is an escapism show. I like to call it. 
this is a show where if you're like, I need, I have a glass of wine. It's Friday night. I don't want to think about the bills that I have next week. You pop this show on and you'll surprisingly learn a lot about yourself. Uh, you know, a nice intro to trauma and things like that. Like it's very kind of shallow, but it's not too shallow. So Rosie Perez was my favorite because she, her character, I thought they were going to write her as just like a side character you can throw away, which was pissing me off. Because it's Rosie motherfucking Perez. Y'all better check yourselves, okay? We have a seasoned vet on the show. And what ends up happening with her character, I was like, man, we need to follow this storyline, actually. Like, they wrote the side characters interesting enough to where everybody was kind of on the same playing field. So when you saw the little twists and turns, it didn't, for me, with Rosie Perez's character, it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Because I felt in the beginning of this season that she was holding on to, she knew more than she was letting on. And then when she found out who her husband was, I was like, oh yeah, she involved somehow. So they, her character kind of kept me watching because I really wanted to see where they were going to go and how deep, like I wanted to know how deep in the shit she was. Right. And and, and to explain that, not to not to really go into spoilers, that there, her, Kaylee Kyoko's uh, best friend is Rosie Perez in it, who's another flight attendant. And... They introduce her as this a little bit more timid. She's kind of like the opposite of Kelly Coco's uh, character, and but she's really trying to be there for her. And and she, Kelly Coco's character ends up thinking like, oh, she's too like needy. She's like trying to get in my business, and I don't really want her to get involved with like the shit that I'm doing all the time. And then of course, when like the murder happens, she's like trying to be you know push her at arm's length. And then at the same time, the other story that's happening is Rosie Perez's character is conducting nefarious acts as well in a variety of ways. And it's, I personally thought that, uh, I mean, I, I was, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I really wanted her story to connect more with the main story. And at the same time, I don't know if that would have been doing either story that much justice, but I then felt like, were they only writing this story just to help get this season two kicked off? Because it seems like everything that Rosie Perez is doing is going to catch up with her in season two. So I was like halfway annoyed with uh, her character and her, not necessarily her character, more of her story itself. Like I just thought it wasn't really going anywhere and it didn't really get to a place that was that satisfying. But again, it seemed like they were again, wanting to move towards the season two to explain what's actually happening or, and get like another mystery on, you know, going on board. But Alex, what did you think about that part? Uh, that part made me want to read the book because I feel like those loose ends were probably maybe tied up a little neater there because I don't think he was intending on making a season two of his book. The book seems more like a thriller. This seemed more lighthearted, and I'm not mad at that. Because it's already, like, if you look at the show itself and the premise, off rip, it's, she, like, it's impossible. It's improbable that she would have gotten away, regardless if she was innocent or not. So I like the fact that I have to suspend. I would have been irritated that the, if this show had tried to, like, take itself way too seriously with an already just, like, girl... You white, but no, like you can't get away with everything. So like the fact that they didn't take it too seriously, I think helped. I think it was cute. It was a cute show. And even even the absurdity of all the flight attendants being um, 
side characters from the show Archer. Um, I think that, uh, <laughs> and that's not a spoiler, I guess. I hope not. But yeah, even uh, apart from that absurdity, I like that the characters themselves and the acting and what the story is trying to tell us, it definitely grounded it. It grounded the absurdity. It grounded the kind of tone deafness of the show. And because they don't take it too seriously, uh, I I grew to enjoy it, especially towards the end. Yeah, I, I definitely started to like a lot more towards the end. And I was starting to realize something about about it that I guess I'm... <clears throat> my my personal generation i'm i guess technically the first like millennial generation where the, at least with the, the year i was born but this yeah. really felt like the way that it was written the way that the characters were acting that uh this is how if i was in the situation would be acting just like like just not knowing what to do but kind of f a fumbling mess in a very extremely serious situation and I thought that was kind of like to your point, Gina, is that it's kind of fun and cute uh, that the way that they kind of put this together, that they are in like uh, an espionage international murder mystery, basically. And they're just like, I just wanted to have happy hour with my friends the other day. Like, what's going on? And I, I thought it was uh, the cute the way that they put this together. I, I do agree that everyone in this, though, really brought their A game. Like I, I didn't, I didn't not believe anyone in the role that they were playing. I thought, I thought Zosha Mamet was a great balance for her, and yeah, her totally having her shit together, but also being completely overbearing and like emotionally distant, and didn't yeah. know how to like. I'm a lawyer. This is how I'm supposed to act, and blah 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 blah. And uh, yeah. I, I loved her in that. What did you guys think of the way that they? utilize the framing device where they were going into her mind where she was actually still speaking with Alex, the, the dead one night stand guy and really trying to understand her past and how it led her to this point and her relationship with her father, which led to alcoholism. Uh, what, like Alex, what did you think about like how they were putting that together? Uh, I understand why they dropped the first three episodes altogether. Because it did take a couple episodes for me to gather exactly what they were aiming for with that. Mm -hmm. And it ended up feeling like a Lady Macbeth thing. And like she just kept drinking to try and keep herself out of that part of her head. But then she would drink deeper and end up stuck in that part of her head. Jane, what did you think about that framing device and how they put that together? Well, first of all, we don't see this side of people at all. You know, I mean, we're in her internal world. And as we follow her character development of dealing with childhood trauma, dealing with a parent who was alcoholic, check, check, like, girl, I feel you. And, um, you know, becoming the, the parent that you hate yourself, check. Uh, it's like, yikes. Uh, when, you, when you really go through that process and unpack all of that, all of that, it, it really, you really feel for her in a way that isn't sympathy or like, well, that's your problem. It's real empathy. And I'm able to understand that. Wow. Okay. She isn't just a ditz, a ditzy blonde who doesn't, you know, who's oblivious to the shit around her. She just really doesn't, she literally does not know how to process this and how many of us can relate to that. So I like that device. They did it in a way where it, it really served a purpose and it wasn't just there just to be there or just to serve as exposition. I also like the way they did it with using, I won't say which, who the character is. They do that with another character and I like how they also acknowledge the fact that that may 
is that the is that the real person or her or the projection, right? Which is a great question. I mean, it's a great philosophical thing we can go into, which is like, do we really know the people that we sleep with? You know, she built up this fantasy with him. They're in, uh, you know, exotic location, having sex, drinking, eating food. I'm jealous as fuck. I'm like, oh my God. Like this, I, this is so fantastical, but you don't know him. And that, and that pays, you know, like that's, that's the lesson you learn, honey. You know what I mean? Like you slept with somebody that you just met, like, but she still engages with this person in her mind. And it's just interesting that they, they play with that. That was a very, I like that device a lot. Personally, that's just me. Let's go into final thoughts then real quick. Alex, your final thoughts, please, of the flight attendant. The flight attendant. Uh, it took a couple episodes to catch its like momentum and really, I don't know, explain its tone to you. So I'm glad that it hooked me with its mystery in the first couple of episodes. And it kept me along with the character study and the constant question of maybe did I maybe do that? And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was super fun, but I'll maybe give it seven out of 10 statues of rabbits. That mean that heroism is the face of the modern world and all of its very many hardships. (laughs) The damn rabbits, the CG rabbits in the show. I get it. They didn't have a lot of money. Uh, anyway, Gina, your final thoughts. I enjoyed it for nostalgia reasons, which is this is the very first piece of media <laughs> that was culturally tailored to my generation. I felt like I was back in 2007, Definitely. 2008, 2009. Like I had this feeling of like, oh yeah, nothing's really happening, bad, you know, this kind of detachment from reality, which echoes a lot of the, the, the hero's journey for our protagonist. Uh, who holds it down quite well. The acting here is superb. Everyone does a great job. The writing isn't the greatest, okay? If you're looking for something like that, go see that uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah, whatever that is. That just came out, so yeah, go watch that. Or if you want something like super deep and all that, then like y'all know where to go. Don't come here for that. Come here to The Flight Attendant if you're looking for a show the that is... Um, you know, like American Airlines, it's kind of good, but you know, you're not mad because you know what you paid for when you bought the ticket. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the greatest, but at least you're going somewhere. Um, so that is, that is the flight attendant. Uh, it had a rough, a rough start on the runway, but uh, it took off once it was able to take off. It was quite a smooth smooth ride with not a lot of turbulence uh great acting again from the cast i actually hope they do a season two and i hope they oh cool awesome and i hope they just kind of use the book as a basis and then create a more interesting and layered uh narrative from here on out because now you're not really caught in the parameters of someone else's writing it was renewed it got season two yeah i would rate this a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, shots that she took every 10 minutes in each episode. Right. This is literally like playing totally. a game of how many lies. You have to take a shot for every lie that Donald Trump told. That's how she was drinking. Okay. 
The flight attendant, I thought it was cute and fun. I thought it was well acted. I thought it was also well shot as well. I, I thought it was a pretty good looking show, pretty sharp. Uh, sans CGI rabbits. But um, everything was pretty good to explain her character and like her, the way that they handled her alcoholism, I thought was it it would it took some care. It, it didn't like it was just throwing it away like it was no big deal. Like it was adding up kind of like to what you're talking about. It took a few episodes to realize like, oh, she she has a problem, not just like, oh, well, they'll forget about this quote unquote problem in a couple of episodes and then they'll just move forward and just only focus on the the murder and, you know, what what's going on there. But I'm glad that that was really the central part of the entire show. And this whole thing was really about dealing with addiction and uh, and and particularly with alcoholism. So I was like, that's cool that they were that they did that, that that's what it ended up being about with also the all the fun murder mystery crap at the same time. I was a little underwhelmed with uh, Rosie Perez's side story, but I'm interested to see where it goes in the second season, since it seems like that's where it's it, it is definitely going. But uh, I, I'm glad for everybody who's a part of it. I'm glad that I actually do like uh, Kelly Cuoco's uh, acting. Then for the first time, because this really, I think this might be the first time I've ever seen her act. So. Um, <laughs> sorry sorry uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna give this um you know what i think i'm gonna give it seven out of i think the 13 seasons i definitely didn't see any of it at the big bang theory so uh i mean uh <laughs> uh but it's really seven out of ten but it's like i know there's 13 whatever it was a joke and it kind of worked but whatever fuck you i don't care um anyway uh <laughs> but yeah uh i i'm 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 glad for her i'm glad like it seems because she was an executive producer she really got the show going so i'm glad that she has a vehicle beyond just the big bang theory because god damn it that show was evidently big i did not know i never i thought only dummies watched that show i'm so sorry if you listen to this the one one of us dot net and actually watched the big bang theory but i'm so sorry you're a dummy. 